0: This generation has been causing us to tear out our hair. But I am a millennial. Every fucking time one of them does the slightest little thing, they
1: fucking celebrate as if they fucking accomplished something huge. I'm a millennial. I'm a a millennial, so I want everything to evolve around me. Self-interested, unfocused, lazy. Millennials,
0: the most
1: educated. We've ever had. Millennials put a lot of value in development.
0: We want free food and beanbags. Hello and welcome to Millennials at Work. Um, this is Rasmus without ADG uh, with me today. There's a special uh, reason for that. And that is because I am uh, in New York. And uh, as a part of this new uh, series that uh, we're doing where we're trying to go around the globe interviewing different people about how it is to be a young millennial at work uh, around the world. Uh, I got a chance to sit down with, is it a a, a far out family friend? Is that, I guess that's right, right?
1: That sounds about right.
0: Um, With Mia. Uh, And um, yeah, so that's what we're going to do today. Mia, maybe you can start with uh, introducing yourself to the uh, listeners.
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Mia Dorante, and I am originally from California. I have lived in New York City for almost 10 years. I came here for work. It is the best place to work in many ways in, New York, in, in the United States, and we're going to get into that. And um, it's been a wild ride.
0: How is it, uh, what's the best thing about uh, living and working in New York, would you say?
1: All of the talent is here. So if you want to meet or work with people who inspire you, uh, you have to come here. And, you know, the whole idea and cliche of if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere is, is very, very true. And once you kind of get that surge of confidence, especially as a, a 20-something, it's a good high.
0: Then you can do anything. Anything. Mia, before we start, then uh, Eddie, uh, Eddie Edita, and I we always start with a check-in, and um, we do that for uh, just to get into the conversation and land and uh, see where each other are. And uh, today we don't have uh, Edita, so you and me are going to check in. How does that sound?
1: Sounds awesome.
0: Good. I prepared a question. Let me see if I can find it. The check-in is quite simple. I wanted to uh, check in with uh, what's on your mind lately.
1: Oh, that's a good question. So, Rasmus, as we were talking about earlier, I went freelance at the beginning of the year. So for me, a lot of it is um, about figuring out how to structure my business so I have the best work-life balance and I really get to enjoy my life.
0: Boom. There it is. Uh, We're going to talk a lot about that later. Uh, But uh, I'll also check in. I am recently We talked about this um, Just for the people listening Me and I We went for ramen uh, Quite uh, good ramen It's delicious Um, Just Yeah It's not more than 20 minutes ago uh, And uh, got a chance to catch up Before we did this interview And uh, as I mentioned to you Then I'm reading this book Called The Happiness uh, Advantage uh, Which is about Um, changing the way we think about happiness as a way uh, or as a result of having success but more seeing it as a way to get success so if we become happy then we will also become successful instead of trying to become successful in order to be happy I'm really into that and uh, read it uh, pretty much the whole book on my flight here I'm like trying to figure out how can I become more happy and change my mindset. So that's a bit on my mind lately.
1: Very exciting. I can't wait to hear more about it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mia, maybe you can start with uh, letting the audience know um, what is it that you do? Uh, You recently uh, changed careers, not careers, but like paths, Uh, going freelance. Tell a bit about that.
1: So when I came to New York, I landed in magazines and fashion magazines of all that. Um, and when I left and went on my own exciting path, I now work in two ways, which is, I would like to say half, but not quite. Half of my work is art and half of my work is commerce and the other half is commerce. So the art is editorial. It's what I grew up doing. And the commerce is advertising. So I work with brands on creative projects
0: And what's the most exciting about the, the those two the combination how does those two uh, go together? Uh,
1: well you know from the brand side, I think they may not always know this but they're lucky to have a journalist in the room because you're gonna be asking them more questions as as I'm very lucky to have you asking me tonight yeah and um, the
0: roles has changed
1: the roles have changed <laughs> <laughs> and you're also going, to um, have someone who has their finger on the pulse so it's just a very different thing than having uh, someone who's typically in the industry you have a fresh point of view coming in
0: we in in some of the earlier episodes we talked a bit about this going freelance and we talked about gig economy and uh, and um, I think it's it's really interesting uh, the whole idea of Going away from the traditional Climbing the career ladder Or getting into a large organization And then say um, uh, I'll start my own I'll just do freelance um, how, how is that uh, Change into uh, Because you worked at a large uh, Editorial magazine uh, Fashion magazine, beauty magazine
1: Fashion, both All, all that good stuff
0: S- Some some of that <laughs> for, for a lot of years uh, How is it to go from that Very structured, um, being in a large corporation, having bosses to tell you what to do uh, to now be your own boss.
1: Well, I had an unusual experience because uh, the magazine that I worked at was funded by a very large publisher. But I had an Italian editor in chief who was very European. We rolled in it somewhere between 10 and 10.30. We (laughs) left when we wanted to leave. He trusted us to do our work. It was really the dream job and it set me up in a way where I couldn't imagine going somewhere else and having to experience the traditional, I guess, uh, work life and, and something that's very American that's so structured where you have someone kind of breathing down your neck. Um, so because of that, I, freelance kind of almost felt like the only option because I, I loved that life so much.
0: You touched a bit about it. this um, more American lifestyle. Uh, I mean, in Scandinavia, we have, uh, I would say, pretty chill uh, work-life balance. I mean, you get in at nine and then you leave around 4.35 and uh, then you just uh, go home, take care of your kids. Uh, You have four weeks of paid holiday each year. Uh, when you have a kid, you have like, what is it, nine months to a year, maternity leave. Um, can you put a word, some words about like, how is the um, American work life compared to the Scandinavian or European?
1: I was very lucky that I had a tremendous amount of vacation. So that was great. But most Americans have two weeks. And when you talk about when you hear so much about the gender pay gap right now, for the most part, um, they're finding that what happens is when women choose to have children and the ramifications that come with that in the workplace, that's where most of that conversation stems from. So paid paternity and maternity leave, paid parent leave is very, very important, and it's something that we really need to work on as a country it's not enough. Some companies now are offering paternity leave. Some companies are beginning to extend maternity leave, but there's a general conversation as we're young men who are starting to get older. And some of us are having kids about some moms who are saying, oh my gosh, if I had two more months, I would have gone back to work. And I totally thwarted my career and I missed my job. Mm. So that's a really almost more important than vacation, but it's It's different. We do not have the same benefits that you have, and and your structure is a much better, better system.
0: Is it? uh, And how is it with? um, I have um, a good friend of mine, also a colleague now, uh, used to work in New York also, and she she tells me these crazy stories with coming in at eight and leaving uh, ten in the evening, five days a week. It sounded like you had a bit more chill work life, but like. Uh, If we talk about millennials, this maybe idea of that we're not going to work for free. We're not going to work over hours if we're not going to get paid for it. Um, How do you see this uh, approach to to working uh, among your millennial comrades or whatever you're going to call them?
1: Uh, Well, I think there's there's a big division. There are the people who work for the uh, love of working and for the love of what they do. And there are people who work for the money. My friends tend to fall in the, uh, the former. So, you know, you put in hours and you put in time and eventually at some point someone's going to pay you for your skill and not your time. And in the beginning you are putting in your time. Um, and it depends on your manager. Sometimes you have an awesome manager who gives you freedom and you choose to work the long hours because that's what it takes. And sometimes, and this is probably what your friend had, um, you have a terrible manager who's from a different generation, who doesn't get it, who thinks that like, putting in 12 hours a day is the basis of life. And mm. then, OMG, it's really scary.
0: But does most of your friends uh, like work for a purpose? Because we also talked a bit about that in, in a former episode. And I think having, having a purpose um, at your work is extremely great if you have it. I wouldn't say that it's necessary for and and I would say that purpose can be different things. It could be like the more societal purpose, uh, changing the world. We talked about politics today uh, earlier today. Uh, environmental. It could be whatever. Uh, equal pay, but it could also be something in a purpose like I um, get a lot of excitement out of the the people that I work with. I learn a lot. That's my purpose. Uh,
1: You're right. I don't have friends who are that cool. Um, uh, In New York, I guess, um, a lot of the people who, when I say they work for money, they're working to become very, very wealthy. And it's a very specific kind of drive for money that maybe isn't working to live and, and enjoying your workplace. But I think that might really be the sweet spot between the two, where... You can get joy out of the people in, in your office and, and that you build things together with. But then, you know, you can get so much out of your life too. It doesn't all have to come from work.
0: W- would you say that um, it feels like millennials, we have this urge of saying, we're not going to work for the sake of just work. Uh, it, there needs to be something more in there. Uh, and it feels like we're on this level of what we can demand Uh, like our life is at least in Scandinavia we have fucking nothing to complain about I mean we get education for free we get paid for it Um, we we can easily uh, get a job and these kind of things Uh, and now because we have all that then we're looking for even more now we even also have to get a fucking purpose for we need to feel something at work and if we don't feel that then we're going to find another work
1: I think that's our whole generation. I think that's the big point of millennials at work is we want better in every way. We want to like what we do. We want to get fair rewards for what we do. And, and we want to like the people we do it with.
0: But are we spoiled or is it?
1: I mean, I think I'm one of, I I, I think that a lot of people think that we are. And I kind of think that if you don't, ask for more you don't get it so no. we should keep trying
0: i think that's a good point and just because it was worse in the now i do quotation marks but in the old days doesn't mean that uh, we're spoiled uh, from my perspective at least
1: we also are spoiled but be as a uh, life has changed so much so yeah. in a certain way everything else should evolve too <music>
0: What's the worst thing about uh, working in uh, in the States? And I would also, uh, before you answer that question, mm-hmm. we talked about earlier how um, the United States is almost, uh, it's not one country, it's a lot of countries. Like working in Texas, I would imagine is completely different than working in San Francisco or New York or um, yeah, my American geography sucks. But you gave great
1: places. Good, those are the best.
0: Good. Um, do you do you see like there's a big difference between how work is and what we expect from work, uh, depending on where people are located? Of course, you can't represent the whole the whole uh, country, but uh, maybe you have some references. You can.
1: Yes, I think very much so. I think. Um it's a big country. We have a lot of different ideas about a lot of different things. And um, I guess I heard a term recently called the coastal elite.
0: The coastal it, elite?
1: In the United States. So the coastal elite, I think those are the places where you see more trends happening. Um,
0: what is the coast? Uh, what? what? So, so the
1: East Coast and the West Coast. So yeah. You would have Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, L.A., and then you would have Boston, New York, D.C., So, um, Miami, sorry, Miami. (laughs) Um, so in those places, there's a lot more going on. Um, so food trends are happening there, arts happening, and not to say that it isn't happening in the middle of the country. Um, but in those places, it's a higher cost of living and people are more in this millennial mindset of asking for more. It kind of goes hand in hand. I think as you get more spoiled, you want continue to be more spoiled and that includes work the big scary thing about i think working in the u.s today uh, that you touched on a little bit is pension and retirement um, and the fact that the world is changing so quickly that there is no such thing as job security anymore um so you're really responsible for your own savings and health care well that's a whole other topic yeah exactly I Maybe mean, we could
0: do a full episode we on that. We could do a full
1: episode on yeah. that, and it's changing potentially by the day. Yeah, um, but
0: yeah, because we're sitting here in uh, in uh, my uh, hotel room uh, doing this, and uh, while we're talking, the uh, midterm election is uh, going on.
1: Yes. So TBD. See if,
0: see if we can uh, stop uh, a crazy orange man from um, tearing this place apart.
1: Fingers crossed.
0: Um. Is there one city that you would never work in or one state?
1: Well, there are probably a lot. It's hard. I, I think, um, you know, Texas is changing a lot. And maybe years ago we would have said Texas, but Austin is a booming tech city. And yeah, right. Everyone's opening up an office there. Google has one and the cost of living's better. You can get a great house. So I wouldn't say that. Maybe Nebraska and not to pick on Nebraska, just to pick one. <laughs> Um, I think also the industry is a big deal I've been very lucky to work in an industry Where there are a lot of women And that's I've never really experienced any issues in, um, Related to gender in, in the workplace So I'm pretty lucky But that would be hard
0: Because you would imagine that The gender equality is not on the same Yeah Liver there yeah. Yeah. To quickly change a bit uh, I want to go a bit deeper in like uh, what drives you okay so could you explain what is from a work perspective or a job perspective what is most important for you what do you care most about we talked a bit about purpose we also talked about money
1: you know freedom freedom for me is the big one freedom and i think it, it all starts really young in school you see how things work for you i would take exams Backwards, and I like doing things my own way. And I take do th-
0: exams backwards. I would go to
1: the back because those were the hardest questions. <laughs> or like, or what
0: does that say about you, Mia?
1: I don't know. We don't have enough time to dissect that. <laughs> but but you know, everyone has their own way of working. And if you have something that really goes against the grain, then finding a culture and a job doesn't matter what it is that allows you to just be you and and follow your own system. And the money and all the other stuff Doesn't really matter in a certain way Sorry <laughs>
0: I get that And I think for me I also, I feel like I miss that Freedom uh, In my life Being able to do exactly And that I guess that's what comes with a, a fr- To some extent What comes with a freelance life Like you can plan your own day Of course you need to get shit done And uh, if you're Working close with the client, then you also have to be there when the client wants you to be there. But having that freedom of working whenever, you know, working out uh, during middle of the day, go for a long walk or whatever it is, I think that's something that I would really enjoy if I had more of that.
1: It's jarring at first, and then it's like, oh my gosh, really cool.
0: Did you have a, a um, work FOMO or like... Uh, I can't handle all of this time, this freedom in the beginning.
1: I missed my, I loved the people I worked with. So Mm. I missed my friends so much. And I didn't realize how much I leaned on them for gut checks on things that, so I had to learn to become a lot more autonomous, um, which I thought I was, but I found out I wasn't. Um, So it took some time. (laughs) What do you think Scandinavians think about American work culture? What, what myths can I debunk?
0: Mm, I think a few things. A few things come to mind. One is in Scandinavia, everyone gets a university degree or a bachelor's degree because it's for free. And it's a great way to, we talked about this earlier, it's a great way to build a network, try, try out different things, you even get paid for it. Uh, and you get a, a a degree and you learn something where in the States it costs money and not everyone can afford to get an education there's such a big difference between what university or what college you go to I mean that whole system I don't even know what my question is it's more like it, 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 it feels um, it feels a bit unfair to be honest
1: it is, and I think there's a really smart way that you can do it. But you need a buddy, and you need um, a friend to show you how to work the system. And I think, unfortunately, most people don't have that. And if you go to a college counselor, they they could be awesome, but they might very well mislead you.
0: What would a buddy tell you? Like, how would you hack the system?
1: I mean, I think you get on Coursera. I think you get on Master Masterclass is amazing. I was just watching um, David Remnick. I mean, no, I'm sorry, Malcolm Gladwell. He's a writer at the New Yorker. Mm. So he gave um, a really awesome class, and uh, so you have access to top performers on, and they kind of break down their methods. So that's a wonderful freeway. And also in the states, we have community college, which is really overlooked, and that can be two inexpensive years where you can get great grades and then launch you to a bigger better university
0: is that for free or
1: no but it's as close to free as it gets okay so you can it's more affordable
0: but is it kind of like if you get a a community college degree then there's a certain there's a limit to what kind of jobs that you can get is that how it works or...
1: Well, um, I went... So you, you can transfer. So you just do the two years for less money and then you can transfer to another university mm. and get a degree from the university that you end up at. Oh, okay. So that's, that's as close to a hack if not just read a lot and go jump in the workforce and figure it out.
0: What the, What is... Because we talked a bit about the, this. Uh, do we even need educations more? And I think... Uh, we talked about uh, How in Scandinavia it's a great way to Meet new friends Learn something for free But but in, in, in the States You might end out with uh, Up to a hundred If not more, thousand dollars In debt to, to get an education To uh, try to get a job I mean, for me It f- seems like almost A no-brainer to skip That whole system, just go straight into YouTube, spend Like a thousand, two thousand hours on learning, on creating videos, photography, becoming like a developer, um, anything, stuff like that.
1: And interning.
0: And interning.
1: It's free education in a way. Um, They also don't pay you, always. (laughs) Um, But I guess the other thing that might be interesting is to see how university education changes in the next 20 years. Uh, we were talking about this earlier, but this, I think what you really go to college for in the States, and you're lucky if you get this because you don't always, is to learn how to think mm. and critical thinking skills. So you are an active member in the in the community and hopefully the world um, in questioning the status quo and potentially doing something as small as um, working at your local school or as big as, as you imagine it to be to... Uh, do potentially good in the world um so it may become a series of workshops and that could be something that someone launches where because if you know how to think you kind of cracked the code
0: do you think that um some of the things that we learn in school today is a waste of time
1: i can barely add and i can barely spell (laughs) and i'm a writer (laughs) that's what the iphone did
0: yeah it's crazy right i mean um There's very few things we cannot Google these days, so why do we need to memorize things?
1: Yeah, and you don't need to memorize them. No,
0: exactly. I'm totally with you on like whole um, being more uh, critical thinking, how to be uh, creative, also think outside the box, uh, how to work together with other people, um, having empathy. Uh, I think those kind of skills is super important.
1: I think you hit on something very important, which is how to work with other people. We're all, especially, I think that might be a stereotype in American working culture that I can say is true. And you tell me if it uh, exists elsewhere. But this competitive spirit that can sometimes be destructive to the greater culture um, that ends up not helping anyone and just making everyone very unhappy.
0: Do you feel like that's uh, uh, something that, is, that often happens in, in the States?
1: I think that's a very um
0: it's an american like uh, right? almost value like uh, very competitive um driven
1: cutthroat um, Yeah, and when you Cut think throat. when you think about like all the finance movies um that are set on wall street it's that yeah. thing so um and i hear that um silicon valley is is a lot of that and from the people i've met um who maybe have moved out of that into startup world and are kind of in my world I can see that. So, um, bad for your health. And I don't think that works towards the happiness advantage, right?
0: No, I totally agree. Are you good at working with other people? I have an idea that you're very good at it.
1: I've been told yeah. that people really like working with me. Um, I like working with people who are collaborative and decisive. So if they have those two things, it's awesome.
0: So if people cannot take decisions, that's the worst.
1: It's the worst. Do yeah. you like that?
0: No, I hate it.
1: It kills me. Yeah. And you just go in circles, and then the work somehow gets worse because that's you were wh- at a better point in the beginning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have a tendency to batch a bit on uh, Sweden, uh, but that's what they are really all about: consensus and like making sure that everyone has a point uh, and gets gets to say uh, their point and everyone has like has to agree before we take a decision and it's just it's very good for making sure that we're all aligned and these kind of things but sometimes it's also just a waste of fucking time and <laughs> you just need to take a decision so That's i'm with on, you on that
1: then you have the plastered on smile yeah <laughs> yes yes everything's great
0: uh, I have this also idea that the work uh, or people in the States can be like you're from California uh, where uh, people who are superficial is also uh, at large uh, or a a thing. How? Because I mean, like that's one thing that I can't handle this small talk, uh, like high energy just for the sake of being it. I mean like that whole superficial way of working uh, Is that something that you also see here in, in New York? or
1: In New York people are super um, direct I In think a good way or? It can or, go either way ah, okay. It depends on the person ah. And perhaps the moment you catch them in um, But in California you're exactly right um, people will kind of talk around the problems and they'll just smile and they'll be like, everything's great. And it. Um, <laughs>
0: and and then it, everyone knows, no, you know, it's not.
1: Nothing's great. <laughs> and they're going to go back and tell Susie Q in in the cubicle that, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this. So it's that past okay. like, inability to communicate that um, creates this passive aggressive culture that's really bad. Yeah. So, Yeah the vanity, if you have too much of it, it's not good. <laughs>
0: Do you have any tips for, for the passive-aggressive? Because I think, even though that it might be something that is uh, seen in in California, I think that it's it happens everywhere. Like uh, people being passive-aggressive and talking behind people's backs.
1: Oh gosh, I think that's one of those personal, big like personal development things. Because mm. I think, I want to hear what you think about this too. I find that people who... Um, need to maybe work on their self-confidence who need to work on um i think that's a lot of it sometimes Mm. um to just own an opinion or a thought or to politely address something Mm. and say this is what's going on and um that's hard for people sometimes yeah Uh, what do you find it to be
0: no i agree and i think that um i think it has different layers to it as you mentioned it's Different from different people For some people they are just Maybe they don't really care uh, Maybe they are afraid of saying their opinion Maybe um, They dislike you And don't want to uh, Work together with you That's why they go behind your back And I would probably suggest that No no matter what it's about If you feel like it's happening uh, one, one thing that uh, I try to uh, including the teams that I work with, it is this um, talking about how we work together and what is it that we need uh, from each other, what is it that we like and dislike, strengths and weaknesses. And I think just taking some time to talk about these kind of things normally opens up for these discussions where this person who might be uh, the person that goes behind someone back, someone's back, um, that they can open up and actually say, If they are dissatisfied or if they are bored or unmotivated or don't really feel like people listen to them or whatever it might be.
1: I think that's a really interesting point because in old school non-millennial work culture. I love
0: that. (laughs) Old school non-millennial work culture. That's a label. That's a label. We can trademark that right there.
1: (laughs) Right there. Um, Everything always has to be okay. Okay. And yeah. uh, more than okay, you you know, there's very specific language in a way to address problems that doesn't really address them. Mm. So if you have an open dialogue with your coworkers, and it's much more about your working relationships, and you can understand how um, you work together as a team as and as individuals, that can can change a lot. But that starts with uh, being open, right?
0: Is that something that you worked with uh, at the fashion uh, magazine? Because I would imagine, and this is my assumption—I haven't, I don't know nothing about it—but I would, uh, I would assume that a fashion and beauty magazine is quite superficial and not really talking about these kind of things. Well, I, of course, it's also a huge generalization.
1: No, and you're not wrong. Okay. Um. But I think as um, media is modernizing, we're getting the old guard. Even if we're young, mm. I'm kind of old guardy because I was trained by. Um,
0: How old are you, Mia? I don't know if we. I'm mentioned. only
1: 28. Yeah, but lovely I was. Age. It's a lovely age. Um, but I was trained by people who grew up in in um, fashion magazines. But we have people Coming from tech We have people coming From all different disciplines So it's becoming A very much like A starty ah, okay. startup Creative melting pot So it
0: has this Cross functional yeah. Like uh, Okay
1: And and Certain people are coming in And choosing to change The culture So yeah. there are a lot of Conversations like What we're having Happening there And um, When I had my own Department I w- was able to At least control That culture And so we had a nice Hygge
0: oh. Work
1: culture Within maybe A place that had mixed values yeah okay is, is can you use that word to talk about work
0: yeah definitely
1: oh that's I think, amazing i think
0: that you can use it uh in all scenarios okay you can never have too little okay you can have some you can have too much hygge at work sometimes yes you know? yes yes bills needs to be paid yes
1: yeah
0: think that we're uh, about time that we uh, round up and uh, that means that uh, we need to check out I think that we should check out with uh, answering the question what advice would you give to people listening to this podcast or maybe even better what advice would you give to people who hasn't uh, listened to this episode um, after having this conversation did that make any sense at all
1: What uh, advice?
0: For the people who didn't listen to this episode.
1: Okay. um, What
0: advice would you give after having
1: the conversation
0: that you and I just had?
1: Um, It's funny. I had a writer just reach out to me because she's trying to jump to the next level. And the advice that I gave her. Was kind of take some time to figure out who you are there. Are, and for what she was doing, it was like either you're a beauty kid and you should go work in the beauty industry or you're a writer and you'll write about anything. Mm. And that's what you need to do. But take a minute, figure out which it is. And this can go be for anything. This is just my example. And then go for it. But I think it really helps to know yourself and to know what works for you. Um, And to not fight it, because that'll just make everything harder. And then you can have your own happiness advantage.
0: But isn't that uh, a lot easier said than done?
1: Everything's a lot easier said (laughs) than done.
0: (laughs) That's a very good point.
1: But at least you start, right? Yeah,
0: definitely. I think it's also important to say uh, that what direction you want to have now and... uh, Like, as you mentioned, figure it out who you are. There might be some things that are right right now that you should change. They're they're most likely going to change
1: and roll with it,
0: roll with it. I mean, like there's nothing else you can do
1: and don't really make plans like plan, like especially now what I like the six months out. Yeah, because any more than that, it's it's not going to go the way you thought it was.
0: Plan for no more than six months. I'm going to check out with... uh, I really um, was surprised by the the whole getting uh, people from the startup world into the uh, fashion and beauty uh, magazine world. And I think it's just... uh, And and you talked about how that completely changed the culture and brought in different perspectives to to the way you work and uh, how you deliver work and how you work together. Um, It's just uh, It was a great example A real life example of Why it's so important that you bring in Different people with different backgrounds With different experiences From different countries that works in different industries uh, To work together Because you're going to have different perspectives And doesn't necessarily mean That one is right and one is wrong But I think Together you'll have a much better way Of tackling whatever it is That you're going to tackle so that's my advice.
1: Love it. Go team.
0: Go team. Find someone that's not like you. Cool. I think that's it.
1: Thank you so much, Rasmus. This has been so fun. Yeah.
0: Thanks for uh, joining the, the podcast. It's, it's very uh, normal in podcasts that, that we ask the people being a part of the podcast, where can people find you? I know that you have uh, Instagram with raging success.
1: Thank you. It's um, at Mia Adorante.
0: And Adorante spells...
1: It's, um, it's M-I-A-A-D-O-R-A-N-T-E.
0: Good. Anywhere else?
1: I have a website, a Twitter. I think it's all under the... I know it's all under the same names, but Instagram's the best place to find me.
0: Go to Instagram straight to the DM if you're in New York and looking for someone who can uh, fix your, your, your voice uh, in your brand. Or if you need to someone to write a great story for you, or just someone to uh, spend uh, a great ramen with, I also recommend that.
1: We have we have the spot.
0: We have the spot. Good. That's it. Let's just say, have fun and um, see you next week. Goodbye.
1: I'm a millennial.